Hello, today I have Stephen with me. Good morning to you. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hello. Thanks, Donna. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm Stephen Moore. I'm an action thriller novelist. Um, and I've got four main series. My main, my main series is the Hiram Kane action thrillers. Um, and that's that's probably the series I'm best known for. Um, yeah, I've been I've been I've been writing novels for my debut was seven years ago. That was a literary fiction novel, but I've been doing action thrillers now for about five years, and I think tomorrow I'm launched publishing my twenty sixth book. I think. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been quite quite prolific last three or four years. Most of those books have been in the last sort of four years, I suppose. Yeah, and I love it. I love what I do, and I'm lucky to be able to do it full time. So. If you know that you always wanted to be a writer. Um, no, I didn't. I, it's, I'm quite new to it. I'm nearly 50 and um, my first book was published when I was, uh, yeah, probably about 41, 42. And I was a teacher before that. And I, I did a bit of uh, travel writing and, you know, just my own personal stuff. And then I met my now wife, who was a writer too. And on our first date, I I wanted to impress her, so I said that I was a writer, and she said, "Oh yeah, yeah. What have you written?" And I was like, "Yeah, not much, really." So she uh, she challenged me to write a novel in uh, NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month. So I did because I, I wanted to impress her. So I did that. That was my day, and that became my debut novel. And you know, bit of a cliche, but rest is history, I suppose. Awesome. The things that you guys do for love, honestly. Yeah, yeah well, it worked. We're still together 10, 11 years later, so it's um, something worked. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it was more than just the fact that I'm a writer, but who knows? <laughs> well, she's tied in now, so even yeah. if it isn't, she's stuck. So, really right, quite right. <laughs> and what made you choose um, thrillers and action? Um, well, it was an easy. That, that's what I love to read. I've always loved those kinds of stories. I, I used to love Clive Custler books. Um, um, and more recently, I, I really like Dan Brown. I mean, love, hate. People love, some people love him, some people hate him, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Dan Brown books. Uh, good old action thriller, Indiana Jones, that kind of stuff. So, and also I have a degree in archaeology and art history. Um, so I'd put all of that stuff into my stories. It's basically the life I would like to live, but without the, without the uh, terrorists and the gangsters and all the, all the bad stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's just fun to write, you know. It's fiction, so you can basically make anything up and it, no one can really argue with you. Yeah. If you were to be picked up and transported as a character into any of your books, which book would you choose? Hmm. Well, my main character, my main series is the Hiram Kane books and I've, I've written there eight books in that series so far and all eight of them have been books that have been set in places that I've lived around the world or have spent a long time. I lived in Bali for six months and the first book in the series is called The Tiger Temple and that's set in Bali. Um, and I wrote it while I lived there. So, I mean, and I love Bali and I haven't been back for a couple of years. So I guess that could be a good choice to be transported back to the scene, scene of the crime in Bali. Again, minus the gangsters and the terrorists and the, and the volcano. Yeah, it's yeah. insensible. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I, I love living there. It's a great place. I've been going there ever since I was 
20s like I've been going nearly three decades I've been visiting Bali and I, I think I always will I love it it's sort of a second home really um and what was I just going to ask you um have you inadvertently written your own personality into your characters um I wouldn't even say inadvertently it's basically me my main <laughs> character is basically a better version of me um we're the same age more or less we have the same philosophy and moral moral compass I suppose he has the same degree as me from the same university and actually I even put in my stories his favorite professor at university is was my favorite professor and we're still good friends so actually I put my professor John into the into the stories as well so um yeah he's just better looking you know healthier faster cooler smarter it's just a good version of me really and you obviously have massive high self-esteem which is nice to see <laughs> no, if i could be a, if i could be 10 percent of hiram kane that would be that would be cool he's a, he's a very very good very good guy um if you were to take any of your characters out for a meal who would you choose and what would you ask them that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, well, the professor I just mentioned, him and I are friends, and I'm about to move back to the UK, um, and he's going to live just around the corner from me. So I, I'm sure I will actually be going out for dinner with Professor and Irons. But um, so that's that's too easy because that's really going to happen. I think yeah, it would yeah. be, <laughs> be one of the bad guys in in. Um, in the book that I'm publishing tomorrow, which is part book three of the Alexandria Ridley Vigilante series, um, the bad guy in that is a really, really, he's probably the, the best villain I've ever written. So I think I'd quite like to take him out. I'd take him out for dinner and then take him out because he's such a bad guy. So um, maybe that would be cool. One of the bad guys, I think. Yeah, I can't, I can't say his name because it's a, it'll be a bit of a spoiler before the book launches tomorrow, so. Yeah, fair um, enough. <laughs> and actually, Alexandra Ridley is, uh, is the main character of that series. She's a spin-off character from my main Hiram Kane series. I think she'd be really, really cool as well. Obviously, I don't know her in real life, but she, uh, there isn't an Alex Ridley in real life, but I think she'd be really fun to go out for dinner with and a few drinks. What was, um, out of all the books you've written, what's been the most fun scene that you've written and what's been the most difficult, obviously, without spoilers? Yeah, the most fun scene. Um, the, the, the one, the Tiger Temple, the one that's set in Bali, um, there's a village just outside one of the main towns where I lived. And there's a, the opening scene is there, there are like a Balinese uh, temple. It's some kind of religious, local religious festival. And um, the, the village elder, his granddaughter gets kidnapped during the, during the festival. And then there's a motorbike chase, which is Hiram Kane and one or two of his friends jump on their motorbikes and chase the, the criminals with the kidnapped girl. And they, they go off through the village. And then there's the sacred monkey forest there, which is a really beautiful place. And literally there are monkeys everywhere. And they go off through, they go off on this motorbike chase through the monkey forest and then across the rice paddies. And that was a great fun scene because, you know, I know, I know the area so well. 
so I could just picture it and I knew the turns they'd have to make. And um, so that was a really good fun scene. Um, and I mean, I, I, that's a great way to open that book. It's just straight into the action. Um, it's really cool. So that, and that was, e so that was kind of easy to write because I just, I was so familiar with it. I think, did you say the most difficult as well? Yeah. Um, in, in the Ridley series, that's the books coming out tomorrow that, that deals with um, some human trafficking issues um, and usually involving like young women. So that, that's, that was quite tough to write. Obviously I don't have any experience with that myself. Um, I've had to do a lot of research and uh, emotionally that was quite tough and I've actually had quite a few people write to me and say that they it was a bit too kind of a bit too real there's not really any graphic scenes like that but um, yeah because I'm not writing from any kind of experience that was that was very difficult to do and I feel like I've done a, an okay job of it and um, the reviews are great on the other books so but yeah that's always that's always hard because it's something I know nothing about personally. Yeah. It's, um, a, you know, it's a difficult subject yeah well if people are saying that it's a bit too real then I think you nailed it <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully it'll happen yeah. and obviously it's a, it's a big issue and I do like to try and raise awareness of some social issues in my books all of them have a, some kind of a moral theme as well um, and there's not much an individual can do to stop that kind of horrible business that industry but raising awareness of it through fiction is just one way I can sort of help I suppose yeah definitely and um, what's been your favorite first as an author um, <laughs> um when I had my debut novel came out in I think it was 2014 um I was I'm, I'm in Mexico now I live in Mexico and I had my very first live event and it was on a, a rooftop terrace of a hotel and I'd only been in town a few months, but I'd made some good friends already. So I invited everybody to put an advert in the local paper. So we actually had a, a live book launch um, in a beautiful location. We did a, a reading from the book. So that was a first. All of that was a first. And the funny thing about it is I've never done it since. I've had 20 odd more books since, but I've never done it again because that was just too stressful. And it was so stressful. I couldn't even do the reading myself. My wife had to do the reading for me, which was very nice. <laughs> So that was a first, but I hope I hope now that moving back to England next month, um, there'll be more opportunity to do kind of some live events once COVID's buggered off and all that stuff. So, um, but that was the first and the last, but it was it was really cool. It was a great experience. You're planning on attending any of the literary events when you come back to the UK? Yeah, I hope so. I hope to. That's something that I don't have here really. And funnily enough, in this town there is. Latin America's biggest um, literary festival in this town. But, and I went to it once, maybe about five years ago, but the problem is it's very traditional publishing oriented. There's nothing for indie authors at all. So once was a good experience, but I've never bothered to go again. But obviously in the UK, you have the London Book Fair. We have the, uh, the, S the SPF um, self-publishing foundation uh, formula. They have their new conference. Um, yeah, I hope to event, attend a lot of those. The 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 one in um, what's that one in up north on in the forgotten the name of it. Anyway, yes, all of them. Arrogate. Arrogate. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd like to like to go and and also uh, just have meetups with 
fellow authors and you know over like down the pub that kind of stuff <laughs> always the pub <laughs> yeah why not uh, do you have lots of author friends if you made lots of author friends since you started writing i i have yeah i've um that's the great thing about being an indie on and online there's all the facebook groups like yours yours is a great group and um yeah i i i, I probably have 30 or 40 really really good author friends now which is brilliant for networking and we help each other out and um and they're all great guys they're all just like us you know we just love books we love reading but we also love the um you know without those friends it's very difficult to uh to to you know just a great great bunch of people that i've met and most of them i still haven't met in person because of the last couple of years you know covid and i live in mexico so um yeah, loads of great friends I hope to actually meet in person. People like you as well, you do a great service for all us indies, which we we all appreciate. So yeah, hopefully once I'm in the UK and things have settled down a bit, maybe we can all we can all go and get a pint. Yeah, I hope so. I like I've interviewed so many people and I've met maybe two or three of them. So yeah. And that's a lot of drinks, I would imagine. Yeah. If anyone, if everyone buys me the drink that they've promised, then I'll just be wasted. <laughs> I'll just be absolutely well, unconscious. Correct. <laughs> um, and do you get a lot of feedback from readers? I do. That's that's the you know that's the one of the best parts about it. Or really, I I have a mailing list like we all we all do. We all have our newsletters that go out every you know mine goes out every Friday, um, and it's just so nice to. You know, again, I've, I've made, I've probably got, well, I think there are 14,000 people on my mailing list, which is quite nice, but I think I probably have got to know about a hundred of them personally, just through my Facebook group as well. And I consider them friends now, not just, they're not just fans of my books, they're actually friends. So again, I've only ever met one or two of them in person, but I hope that, I hope that can change. A lot of them do live in the US. In fact, 70% of them are in the US, but um there are a lot in Europe and England so yeah I, I hope to meet I hope to maybe have an event at some point of my own and I can invite anyone who wants to come which might be about three people but it could be fun my mum will be one of them Aww. <laughs> my biggest fan <laughs> not your wife uh she's my second biggest fan and my my dog is my third biggest fan that's that's, <laughs> it. that's the hierarchy my dog is called Charles Dickens, so that's pretty cool. I love it. <laughs> Actually, my two cats, my cats are Ernest Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, so there's a, there's a theme there somewhere. My cats were called P and Bob. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I, to this day, I have no idea why, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, they answered to it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, have you ever had any strange or unusual reviews or feedback? Um, yes, yes. I mean, any any time I get a good review, I find it strange because you know because you have loads of self confidence. Yep, I get that. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, as long as people are honest, I, I don't I don't mind if they don't like the book I mean it's not for everybody of course people have their own taste which is perfectly fine as long as it's an honest review but I did get one it's a, it's a very short story and it's a bit a quick story it's a bit stupid I met this guy in town here in San, in Mexico in San Miguel um, and 
basically, I, I invited him to the pub. He seemed like a nice guy, and I was on my way to the, to the pub, and I invited him to the pub, and I and I, I mentioned about my books, um, and the very next day there was obviously he was a bit of a strange guy the very next day there was a one-star review on my debut novel and it was obviously from him because it had his name on the review and then I then I sort of thought well that's a bit weird he hasn't even had time to read the book um and I'm a Spurs fan I'm a Tottenham Hotspur Spurs fan it turns out I found out he's an Arsenal fan so and all of his reviews hundreds were against Spurs products like Spurs pajamas, a Spurs book, and it was just one star, one star. So had nothing to do with my story. But that was that, that was a very strange review. And the thing is, I can't get rid of it. It's still right there on the, uh, some people. Eh? Of all the places. I know. I know. Well, yeah. you're you're brave admitting that as well. Yeah, yeah. If I, I, I did email Amazon and say, look, this isn't a real review. He hasn't read the book and they, it's too bad. They don't care. No, they're not interested. They don't care about that. It's funny, actually. I work for Greg's and we have a cake called Tottenham Cake. Oh, and yeah. Arsenal fans refer to it as the pink cake. It's not Tottenham Cake. It's the pink cake. They absolutely refuse to call it Tottenham Cake. It's like it's cake, for God's sake. But no. Yeah, it's cake, right? Yeah. Seriously. You know. Oh, that's awesome. That's weird. I know, weird, weird bunch. <laughs> I won't tell you who I support. Well, probably Luton. Yeah. For my sins. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a shame. Never mind. Yeah. Hey, we're in the championship. We're doing all right. Yeah, actually, yeah, you are. You are. But not that we've played for about a month. But anyway. <laughs> we won't yeah. talk about the first result yesterday. <laughs> no. Uh, books. Should we talk about books? Yes, yes. <laughs> authors um so if you were able to spend a day with any author dead or alive who would you like to spend a day with oh that's a really good question too uh well <laughs> probably clive custler was was my inspiration i love uh, did you know clive custler's books i've heard um, of them i don't think i've read yeah. them yeah so proper real <laughs> life real he he was i mean he sadly died last year in his 80s um, and one or two of his books have been movies, um, just proper action adventure. But when, before he became a novelist, he was doing those things for real. He was a deep sea diver, salvaging shipwrecks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I've actually been talking with a quite a well-known TV producer who we're going to do some kind of collaboration this year. I can't say any more than that, but it's very exciting. And he was good friends with Clive Cussler. And in fact, th this guy, the TV producer, is a character in some of Clive's books. So it was just a great honor to talk to this guy. We had a good Zoom chat yesterday. It's our second one. And we're probably going to work on something this year. Um, but I've been hearing some stories about Clive that aren't particularly you know, famous stories inside, inside knowledge. So he just sounds like such an amazing guy. And uh, I, think, I think I would love to have had dinner with him, You know, have a, have a day with him. It just seems like an amazing, amazingly interesting guy. So Clive Custer is my answer. Yeah. If you were to fictionally kill someone, how would you do it? Well, in in the book that launches tomorrow, there is there is an amazing scene. In my opinion, obviously, I wrote it, so I think it's amazing. But 
and it's the book takes place in Marrakesh in Morocco. And there's a very famous, uh, it's very famous for, for making leather products um, in, in an old tannery. And there's vats of boiling chemicals and, and I'll just, I'll just leave it there. I, I mean, yeah, I, there's a hint, there's a clue there, but I, I think it's a pretty gruesome, gruesome scene. Um, all, sort, all manner of things can happen at a tannery in Marrakesh. So um, if anyone's interested in that, that will be out tomorrow. Actually, I think you can get it now, but um, officially tomorrow. Yep, I know what I'm doing when I finish the Zoom call then, <laughs> straight off to Amazon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, hope, I hope so. I've, uh, I, I really, I'm really pleased with it. I, it only took this book I wrote in NaNoWriMo just in this November. Um, so I, I worked really hard that month and um, it's, it's about 80,000 words. Um, so to get that turned around so quickly, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. I think it's, I think it's one of the best books I've ever written, but obviously I, I need to say that because if, I, if I'm not getting better with each book, then I'm cheating myself and my readers. So I, I think it's really good. It's really fun, really fast paced, great, great location as well. So um, yeah, people hopefully will check it out. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to. That is cool. impressive, actually. But yeah, I've done NaNoWriMo as well, and my 50,000 words are just still sitting there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I love it. That happens to a lot of people. Um, but I, I really do like the process of NaNoWriMo. And what I actually did this time, I, I timed every, every time I sat down and wrote, I, I set a timer. So I added up all the minutes and hours. Um, just to learn how fast I am, when are my best times in the day for writing. And I actually, I finished 80, I think it was 79 and a half thousand words in 41 hours of actual writing time. So really only a week's work, but 20 minutes here, 20 minutes, like four or five, six times a day. So it didn't feel like I was sitting down for too long at a time, just doing those writing sprints. So if any of the listeners are budding authors, it's a really good way to, keep at it you know even it doesn't have to feel like you need three hours in a stretch 20 minutes here 20 minutes there that's kind of all I did and it soon adds up yeah and um, when you're editing what's your most overused word or phrase um that's my answer um no um I um I tend to overuse but a lot um and I, I sometimes that, that's kind of lazy, but when you're in the flow, it just, you know, I don't edit as I go, really. I finish a section, then I go back and edit, but um, I, I have way too many buts in my life, but who doesn't? Um, yeah, but is my most overused word. When you're not writing, what do you like to do with your free time? Um, I, I'm an editor too, so I... I'm half my time is spent editing other clients' uh, books, which is a great job because my commute is about 20 feet from the from the bedroom to my desk here. Um, so I do a lot of editing. Got quite a nice side business editing. Um, and if I'm not working, I mean, I live in Mexico. It's sunny every day, so I, I do play a fair bit of golf. Um, I've got some good friends. We play golf a couple of times a week. Um, and I do... I am quite partial to the pub and there are some great pubs here in town. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm reading as well. I, I love reading. I do love a good movie. Um, 
But when I move to England, I think the weather won't be quite as nice, at least for the first few months. So I'll probably be doing more work than I do when I'm here. My phone just said it's minus three today, all day. Yeah, I chatted my, with my mum earlier and she told me it was minus one where she was. So I'm cancelling oh, no. my ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no, it's freezing and frosty and just, oh, yeah. Oh, I must be mad. Yeah, like seriously, no one wants to come back here. We all want to escape. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I've escaped for the last 20 years, so it'd be quite nice to be home, I suppose. Yeah, you won't be saying that when you come back. I know, I know. <laughs> Give myself a month and I'll be back. A month? No, impressive. <laughs> I'd say a week. <laughs> um, as you're such a fan of the pub, I imagine that this may have a funny answer. Where's the strangest or funniest place you've ever woken up? I mean, I have woken up on a couple of beaches in my time. Um, but I'm actually I'm quite good at it. I, I usually can get myself home pretty well. Yeah, I, I haven't had too many mishaps. But I've, been, I've been to some very weird pubs around the world, um, which is always fun. I, I mean, that's just part of... I, I'm a gypsy. I love to travel. I've always traveled. I've been on the road basically since I was... Since my first trip to Bali when I was 19, I've never really stopped. Um, and I think that's part of the, the travel experience is to uh, have a drink with the locals, find out what they drink. And, you know, so that's all in the name of research. I don't like drinking, obviously. I just like to meet the people. <laughs> yeah, we all believe that. All in the name of research. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? Wow. Celebrity crush? I think when I was about 17, Cindy Crawford was pretty famous at that time. And for, for one reason or another, I don't know, but my friend bought me a Cindy Crawford workout video, um, which I, yeah, I still have probably, I don't know. Uh, Cindy Crawford, yeah, I, I, I always thought she was a bit special. And, be, and Beyonce when I was a bit older, Beyonce I liked. Yeah, Beyonce is hot. I'm not sure about Cindy Crawford, but Beyonce is hot. Yeah, I mean, it's not something to taste, but Beyonce, Beyonce is a bit special, I think. Um, uh, well, I, I'm conscious of, the, of your limited time, so I can't think of any more questions for you at the moment, unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked that you'd like to mention. Um, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for your time. I would just, you know, if, if people do want to check out my books, um, you can go to my my website, which is very unimaginatively titled stephenmoreauthor.com. Um, and all my books are exclusive to Amazon at this at this time. Sadly, I, I, I would like it to be different, but that is just the best way for most of us to be exclusive to Amazon. Um, Hiram Kane is my main, more well-known character, but the Alex Ridley book is out tomorrow like I said it's called I Salvation and I don't have a copy so I can't show you I don't know if you can see this this is one of my cards you can see that this yellow one this this yellow book is the one coming out tomorrow it's called I Salvation and it's book three in the Alexandria Ridley Vigilante series but yeah it's Stephen Moore Stephen with a V and you can find me on on Amazon or Facebook or at my website that's it
Fabulous. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Donna. Thanks very much for your time. Bye, everyone.